Hey, I am Josh Hunt, and you are listening to Talking Chucky. Give me the power I beg of you! Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? So this episode opens up with Jennifer Tilly, or Tiffany, who knows... Could be one of them. It could be both of them. Ah. <laughs> Opens up with one of them doing the previously on, which was, I think, a little cool, fun addition to this episode. But then this episode starts with us finally getting Andy and Kyle back. Basically, like, they're Sam and Dean from Supernatural. When this episode opens up, this is either on Andy's birthday or the day after his birthday. Which, when we first met Andy in the first movie, that was when the, fir- the on his birthday. And then a day before his birthday, we meet him in Curse of Chucky at the end credit scene of the unrated version. And then now this time in the show, which is, that's kind of a cool little thing. So again, like with the supernatural thing, Andy and Kyle are posing as like census bureau people. And then they go to this house and are just asking this family questions. And then Andy, he's pretty much just really anxious and really looking for Chucky. And just starts asking the family kind of odd questions about any kind of accidents or weird things that have happened recently. And then they have the daughter of the family go and fetch all of her toys, which one of them's the Chucky doll, which is the burnt hand doll from Colt. So the daughter brings in the doll and uh, basically a callback to Child's Play 2. Chucky trying to remember which name of a doll he's posing as, which is Charlie. So once Chucky sees Andy, he basically just comes to life and tells Andy that he made him do this. And then Andy and Kyle basically pull out guns and just start shooting the shit out of Chucky. And after that, they take off. And then we get them talking as they're driving in the car. And then we get flashes from Child's Play 2 and Colt involving Andy. Showing Andy is tortured and messed up from everything he's been through. And then Andy reveals to Kyle that Chucky put a piece of his soul into Nika. And then Devin's mom comes into their classroom and arrests Mrs. Fairchild for the murders of Oliver, Megan, and the detective from the hospital. So I'm wondering if uh, Chucky framed her or what, because it doesn't look like they actually have any real evidence against her. And they try to tell her it wasn't their teacher who did it, but they can't tell him tell her about Chucky. <laughs> we see uh, Junior sitting over in the corner looking like a little prick. And then Devin mentions that they should try to track down Andy to get help. And then it cuts to Tiffany and Chucky Nika and they're having a fight. Tiffany's trying to stuff too many body parts into a suitcase which could be kind of a reference or you know callback to Damien and Bride of Chucky. And then Tiffany decides to chop a body part to make it smaller and blood shoots at Chucky Nika's face. And then basically I guess it's the blood or the red but this uh, triggers Nika to basically come back into control of her body. Then we get another flashback of 
Charles and Tiffany back in 1987, which would be a year before the events of Child's Play happen, which shows how Tiffany ends up getting the car. And the guy selling the car mentions that it's a true classic that never goes out of style, which would be, you know, a callback to Chucky saying in Bride of Chucky. But whenever the guy says it, this like really offends Charles. So then uh, Charles and Tiffany both kill him. And then as this guy, and they sl- and Tiffany slits the guy's throat. And as the guy's like bleeding out on the ground, he mentions that the car is a thousand dollars, which is like that's really hilarious that they had that put in there. And then as they're driving off, uh, Charles pulls out a voodoo book, which shows you know shows that this is kind of how he got started with the hobby of voodoo. And then Bree tells Lucas her secret, and then they decide to bring in Junior and tell him, which Jake ends up overhearing the conversation. Basically, everybody knows now. Then it cuts to Nika pretending to be Chucky, playing poker with Tiffany. You can tell that Tiffany's fishing, even though she already knows it's Nika. Tiffany brings up the events of Bride of Chucky, like their honeymoon in Niagara Falls. She asks Nika Chucky if he remembers their honeymoon, but can't answer the question. Tiffany calls calls her bluff and just calls her Nika. Reveals that she had stabbed her in the leg a long time ago. And that for some reason Tiffany likes Nika way more than Chucky. Tiffany ends up knocking Nika out. And then Devin, Lexi, and Jake are all looking for Andy online. And Devin finds an article about Andy escaping from the facility and Cole. And then Jake thinks of the call he'd gotten the very first episode. And how it must have been Andy because of where the call came from. And so they end up calling to talk to Andy and Kyle. And then we cut to Lexi and Junior talking. And he gets pissed off and he's had enough of her crap. So basically he ends up breaking up with her. Then it cuts to Devin and Jake talking to Andy and Kyle and Andy welcoming welcoming them to the club of few people who have witnessed Chucky and are still alive. Now it's a shitty club to be in. And then they ask Andy how to find Chucky and Andy just tells them that, that they don't have to, that he's going to find them. And then they're at Junior's house rigging it up. The episode take, takes inspiration from the film Cape Fear. And then Tiffany meets up with the realtor who sold her Charles's family home, which she gets a package the realtor gives to her, which, you know, there's a doll in there. And then Nika's tied up in the trunk of the car. Devin's mom's questioning Miss Fairchild about all the deaths, making a motive for why she could have done it, how she was next in line for the principal's job, which, you know, and how she had a dark past. And then Bree and Junior go to her therapist. He stays in the car. And then she talks to her therapist about not getting treatment. And how she's just kind of accepted things. And how she's going to spend the rest of the time she does have with her family. And then she starts to text Logan. And she's going to tell him that she's not going to get treatment. But then she stops it. And then she's looking at this window. And then Chucky kills her by pushing a card at her, in which she falls out the window like Aunt Maggie in the first film. Which, this death, I think, so far, to me, was like the most messed up one so far on a multitude of levels. Specifically, just like how she ends up falling and landing right in front of Junior. Which, that's just really fucked up. 
And then the therapist comes to talk to Lucas Jr. and Jake. She tells them that Brie must have killed herself to take control of her own life instead of the cancer killing her. Which this pisses off both Lucas and Jr. Jake tries to tell Jr. that he doesn't think Brie killed herself. And then Jr. tells Jake to stay away from him. That they were all fine before he had come along and messed up their family. And it cuts to Devin watching the movie Cape Fear. Ooh, that's a hit on the nose. Uh, and then his mom comes in to talk to him about about him and Jake being interested in each other. And then Devin ends up coming out to her and she accepts him. That she was wrong about Jake and that she's sorry for that. And then Jake, Lexi, and Devin are all booby-trapping Junior's house. Just like in Cape Fear. So that way they can tell when Chucky's there. And then Lexi goes to stay and watch in Jake's room. Devin tells Jake about the talk he had with his mom. And how his mom's cool with Jake now. So then Jake asks... Devin out on a date and Devin wants to and then they start talking about their favorite final girl Laurie Strode and all the Halloween mentions and how Jamie Lee should win an Oscar she should win all the Oscars Chucky's there messing with them he came in through the fireplace kind of like in the first movie you gotta set the if you got a fireplace set that shit on fire if you're locking your house down like home alone Cape Fear Jake and Devin are looking around for Chucky, but he had sne- he snuck into the room with Lexi. And then Chucky's just trying to talk Lexi into killing Jake. And then as Chucky and Lexi are talking, Jake sneaks into the room. And then Lexi starts distracting Chucky by pretending that she actually really wants to kill Jake. And describing how she would do it. And then they try to get Chucky, but then Chucky runs and cuts Jake and runs off. And then Devin's got a taser ends up tasing Chucky, which at this, in this scene, they, they were using Jake, the little kid, instead of a doll, which is very noticeable just from the height, because he's pretty much almost the same height as Devin. Devin tases Chucky. Chucky's down, and he mentions how he's too old for this shit, and then he gets up, and then Chucky charges at Devin with the knife. Chucky's playing with him, messing around. Devin's mom shows up and then Chucky pops up out of a cupboard and attacks her. Which causes her to fall down the stairs and break her neck. Kind of like Phil and Child's Play 2. Then Chucky just takes out later. He's setting booty traps, man. So overall, this was a good but really messed up episode. Uh, So far, you know, Bree's death has been pretty much the most impactful, most emotional one that they've had on here one of the reasons being that you know she just decided that she was going to take control of her life and spend the rest of the time she had left with her family and then chucky kills her so that's pretty messed up and then of course the death of devin's mom that's got to be pretty messed up to have to deal with that as well one of the big things of this whole season so far has been loss and we finally got andy and kyle back which is really cool to finally have them back after so long Especially seeing them back on screen together and the whole thing of them being hunters going out and hunting down all these Chucky dolls basically like Sam and Dean from Supernatural. That's pretty cool. And there's still a whole lot of there's a lot of stuff going on right now in there. And it'll be interesting to see what happens to Miss Fairchild now that Devin's mom's gone and I mean they have any evidence against her, if they'll be able to hold her, or if they have to let her go. And there's still a whole bunch more to go. We got two episodes left, so how everything's going to go. But I'm looking forward to seeing what's coming up next. Until next time, you've been listening to Talking Chucky.